the Modern Black Man Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Modern Black Man Podcast. We doing this live in HD. Today's episode is entitled Simple Mind, Strong Body. We're just going to talk about um, a few different scenarios that we experience in this life. And uh, today I'm joined with uh, the homie, uh, Mr. Jalonzo Bateman. All right, welcome everybody. Um, today's gonna be, you know, one of those great podcasts, great epic podcasts. So you know, we got a new uh, sound system in. You know, new uh, video coming out soon. So can't wait to share that with you guys. All professional equipment. We're doing it back. <laughs> All right. So you know, we could jump right into it, man. Like uh, we we were talking about show ideas before we got it popping. And we were talking about the women that we like. And I'm just going to be 100% honest. Um, I was designing my perfect woman. I think that I may have met someone who has all of these qualities. But um, the exciting part about relationships is that we are not our finished products today. I certainly know that I'm not. When you see me in a year, 10, a week from now, I'm not going to be the same. And if you tell me that I'm the same, you're lying. So... In designing my perfect woman, I know that she has a strong mind and a strong body. But I think a lot of us, we want to simplify things in the name of communication, effectiveness, fairness, or whatever it might be. And I think that's where we get, um, you know, I think that's where we lose our way. Um, so today we talked about a few different scenarios and I'm going to slide right into the first one. Um, the first scenario is outside women. I think as men in relationships, um, if you want to call it temptation, you can call it temptation, but there is an influence from outside. And I think that as men, we have to know how to handle and navigate this territory. So, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts on that. I'm going to let, I'm going to let Lonzo kind of tell me what he thinks about being a man and being in a relationship and outside women and, and how this might influence them. All right. So, um, so me personally, I do take um, being in a relationship seriously because you know why else would you be in a relationship? But um, the influences though for um, for outside women, Mm -hmm. they come from every angle, and usually angles you're not really concerned with, but they come like, for instance, old friendships or past co-workers, you know, just people you meet, you know, randomly on the streets or whatever, you know, and they could start off as just being like, you know, genuine friends or, you know, just someone you talk to here and there. But uh, the more you engage, the more you figure things out about this person or the more they figure out about you, mm-hmm. um, either it could go one way far yeah. or another. And um, let's put it this way. Um, usually they go the other way. Mm. In um in a lot of sense because like um as a guy, you you kind of like your taste a different water that makes sense. Yeah. You you taste let's say you taste sugar water for the first time. You be drinking regular water. Mm. You just like oh sweet. Yeah, so this is this what this is like. And then you're like oh okay. And then you realize like oh I'm not supposed to be drinking this sugar water. You know it's not good for me. Have you ever cheated in a relationship? Uh, me personally, no, I have not cheated. Now, I will say that I've talked to a lot of different females, mm-hmm. but never any type of sexual contact or right. physical contact, anything like that. So, I mean, I've been very... Um, We're going to get to that later. I think scenario two or three where we talk about that. Okay. 
Yeah, so I, I've been very consistent with that in my mm-hmm. relationship, which I'm I'm very proud of. So when people do ask me that, I can say, no, I've never cheated. But I, I won't deny talking to other females, but I can say I've never had any type of sexual relationships outside of my own relationship or anything like that. So, I mean, I've never cheated in a relationship, and I don't want to. Um, I think that it's just unnecessary, but... You know, um, I think that's just something that women always get away with and men have to deal with the consequences and the aftermath of. Um, But talking about our first scenario, uh, talking about outside women, inside influence, I think that women have to protect their position. I think that there are so many strong and capable women that that's how they end up creating the relationship. I know that that's how I found myself in a happy situation. Um, I have a very strong woman in my life who has very strong influence on me. Um, you know, and, and we could talk about all those implications later, but, um, that's protecting their position, making sure if you want to call it security, um, you ain't going nowhere, you know, you're not going anywhere because as men, we have a greater focus. And I think for myself, my needs are simple. Um, They're not just physical, um, but they're very simple. And I think that when I get complicated, it's because of a lack of uh, the dominant principle that I appreciate, that lack of the what what I simply need, superficially need being there. Um, Because as men, we're driven to constantly compete in the world. Um, That's just life. Uh, it's always going to be somebody that's bigger, stronger, faster, or you're going to be working on being that bigger, stronger, faster man. And, you know, being in a relationship is a defining characteristic for me as a man. I know that I don't just identify myself uh, in a relationship, but I know that I refine myself in a relationship. And if I take someone seriously, I'm committed to a person, I'm growing with a person, I experience significant benefit from that, and I respect that space. Um, You know, with that being said, women like to be secure, but they don't always secure their relationship. And I think that's where you get into the scenario of the woman with low self-esteem. She doesn't care enough about herself to care anything about you. I think that women that not necessarily define themselves in relationships or become codependent uh, through their relationship, um, but 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 they they know that their relationship has a significance in their life and their dealings. Their the boundaries that you establish in your relationship create the respect uh, or the dignity that your woman can possibly live with. So that's that's my take on outside women, inside influence. Um, again, as a man in a relationship, it. it, it We'll get to it in another scenario, but there's there's heat, there's pressure, there's things that come from outside, and they have currently allowed me to cling closer to my partner, which I didn't see coming. Have you ever experienced something like that? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, it's been situations where you <clears throat> seen this person on the outside, and you, you get kind of intrigued a little mm-hmm. bit about you know how they move and how they act. So you know, so you, you itch a little closer. And then they show you something. 
Uh-oh. And it, and he's like, whoa, okay, wow. Water. Yeah, he's like, hold on, this this water is I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's a little contaminated a little bit. So you you think you ask yourself like, wow, it was like, what would happen if I had pursued this harder? So you drinking that sweet water outside, right? What kind of water you got at home? You got tap water? Uh, purified water. Purified water. Purified water. Oh, yeah. yeah, we're gonna talk about that in another yeah. So exactly. So you, it's not holy water. Purified. Just purified. just purified. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you know, so you drink this this sugar water, and you realize, hold on, it's, it's sweeter, but you know, but you got a little bit more minerals and things in there that you're not used to, mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't like this anymore because you start seeing things that you don't deal with on a regular. You're like, so what if I have to deal with this on a regular? Like, right. how, like that that personality that they just showed me is something totally different from what I saw, or something totally different from what I'm used to. So am I ready for that? Or is it a point where I can just thank the lucky stars? What about the real pretty girl? The, the, the you know, like that. The babe, the Barbie doll. Instagram then, model. Right. And then yeah. you get them and it's like, no, nah, that's not how you live your life. That's how you look. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and that's that part where you, you, you got to tread lightly because. Um, yes. Because like you put yourself in a situation where you're in a lose lose situation, meaning that your that 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 fantasy you were looking for is gone, and then the real the dream the re, the real reality back at home is also gone. So you you find yourself in a lose lose situation now. So Damn. you, you got to tread those waters lightly. Everybody keep telling me that it's a lose lose situation or it's a fantasy. Like yeah, and um and and it's become a fantasy for what you just said. The Instagram model is it? That's not really their life. That's not really their lifestyle. Is it? Is they get on a iPhone or whatever, and they you know they I mean, look. But I, I meet chicks in real life that are fantasies. Um, like walking wet dreams, and they find ways to to disprove the observations that I make to to prove my eyes wrong. Right. And, and that's that's devastating as a man. Yes. It's like how you look like that and like you have all this infinite ability oh and then you have I consider the, I call it the reconsiderations mm-hmm. where you where you get in this relationship and you're like nah that's that's not who she is. Clearly this is not who she is. So you can either leave, you can dog out, you can get what you want or you can um Invest because you find something that is counterintuitive that you're attracted to. And that's, for me, frustrating because I got everything that I, literally everything that I want, but I'm finding out all the things that I need, all the things that we're yeah. missing. Like you said, you get everything that you want, but nothing you actually need. And um, it, and it happens. It happens to everybody. Like It, it, would ha- it happens to me. I, I buy things that I, that I want, and then I turn around six weeks later. Mm. Six months later, I was like, I, I don't even need this anymore. Like, why did I even buy this? Like, you know, and now the time and money that you invested into looking into this thing or looking for it, and then you realize you didn't even need it. You didn't need it. And I mean, yeah. it makes you reflect on the relationships where you see that all those things that were missing, they were still missing. Yeah. Like, like, like all all the things that you had with someone else in a situation that was its own and independent, you can still miss things. You can still be fulfilled uh, in that relationship. Sometimes we go into things destructively 
trying to seek perfection. Right. There is no perfection. Yeah. I, I think that that's okay. And I, I don't know if I'm getting more comfortable with things as they are and seeing that my days are more about what my takeaways. I don't know if that makes me more or less selfish, but in my evolution, I see that. Like knowledge is everything to me. Um, like like uh, in the Bible, all David wanted was to be uh, um, in God's heart. Uh, and then you had Solomon who all he wanted was wisdom. And I mean, that that wisdom goes so far. And I think that you can translate that into wealth. And I see that now that knowledge is power and knowledge, or I'm sorry, power is money. I don't think that the knowledge is money because knowledge is free. Knowledge is free. You feel me? So the takeaways is what I get from it. And I think that those takeaways and those experiences should be what bring you closer to that partner. So that's my take on outside women, inside influence. I think that there's uh, a beauty in um, in all of this. That's yeah. me on that one. Okay. You know, but I mean, do you have any thoughts about that? Like just any more thoughts about when you're in a relationship and there's all these outside women, not necessarily you're going after, but just how outside women can... They can show you something. They can show you that it's kind of like a barrage. You, you, you like. Oh, okay. It looks like I need that, but I, I just want it mostly. It's like, oh, you know, they have something that I want. I don't know what it. it could I've, be deleted, I've deleted over a hundred different uh, women that I realized were sugar water because I don't want to get diabetes. Like right. I, 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 at the same time, it's misleading and it's frustrating because it's like, what if your relationship doesn't work out? Right. Now you're cutting ties left and right, and you're moving away from things that are giving you those very basic and physical pleasures, right? Just right. basic, like, it looks good, you ain't trying to do nothing with it. It's just there. Yeah. Because you want that. that and um, You want that one water. Yeah. I don't know if it's purified water, but um, I definitely know that it's smart water. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the water that... Quenches my thirst. Yeah, it, it's it, the water that I want to come home to. Tastes, tastes good to yeah. the boy, you know. Has a little taste to it, but it's bit. not too far out there. It's, it's not too it's far still considered healthy. Uh, I mean, sometimes it could be it could be some spicy ass water, unnecessarily headache ass water. Oh, yeah. But um, my water's you know beautiful and uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things where it isn't always bad. You just gotta learn how to. Um, my thing is, I, I every situation, I try to take away take away all the negative things, because um, in every situation you're gonna find a negative, no matter how good it is. Kind of like uh, coaching, for instance, you can win six games in a row, but you but, lose that one to state. Yeah, it's a problem. And then everyone's gonna be like, "Hey, they didn't He's do gone. this. They didn't do that. They didn't do this." But if you know, if you have a good coach from the from your first game that you won, always to last one mm -hmm. they're coaching you on something telling you that you need to get better here you got to get better here you need to do this you wasn't doing that because without that consistency consistency in your life and you because yeah sometimes people forget you have to be your own coach and a lot of people look for other people to be their coach and i was that person i was looking for other people this is the to time to segue to scenario too because you're talking about it okay I, can do um, that. I call it saucing up Okay. Is uh, the second scenario. Talk more about your perspective on uh, 
coaching yourself up, making yourself better, um, and, 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 and growing in that vein, just kind of what I also call doing your work. Cause I think that that's the benefit of a relationship is that you see that you can make yourself a, a, a good man. And I'm learning how to leverage that either power, responsibility, whatever you want to call it in the world. And I see it and I feel it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. So yeah, by being your own coach, because you know yourself better than anybody else know you. So you can go to all the therapists in the world, mm-hmm. you know, all psychologists in the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you know yourself better than they do. And at some point in time as an adult, you have to learn how to coach yourself. Yes. If you know that, hey, I'm not supposed to be out partying past 3 o'clock because, you know, past 3 o'clock, bad things happen. I find myself in bad situations. So, you know, so what do you do? Do you not go out anymore? That's not necessary to answer in all cases. You just learn how to go out earlier and come back home earlier. You can still achieve the same amount of fun that you're looking to achieve or you have to decide, okay, am I going to the right places? Am I doing the right thing? Maybe I need to change how I maneuver among certain individuals, certain friends, because maybe these aren't my friends if I'm continuing to find myself in bad situations. I think that's so true, but um, I think that we don't give enough credit, praise, Mm -hmm. criticism to the partners. When you want your relationship to work, you invest in it. It's a no-brainer. It's nothing. And if your partner doesn't want to invest with you, they don't really want to, you know, they don't really want the best with you. And that's okay, but discern, realize that, perceive that, digest yeah. that. And, you know, I, I think that that's one of those valuable lessons that this period teaches you is that people will, they will invest in you. They will show you what they really want from you. And sometimes that's what leads to mutual growth. Um but I, I got a lot to say on this saucing up in the scenario too. Okay. I wanna So now you go ahead and yeah, man. go ahead and do that. <clears throat> so look, I think it's doing the work. I know that I need my partner to secure me through physical domination and elimination of my options. And um that's that's what works for me personally. Um I have to fight on the daily to eliminate the manufacturing of situations and the way that I take care of myself is to take care of myself. Um, I've, I'm, I'm, I've learned, I've put a, I've gotten the results from it and I see that making myself attractive in that sense, making myself, um, more refined in the way that I move always is going to give me options. It's going to give me, um, more. And that gives me more confidence in my relationship because I can see that maybe I do have enough sauce to go out there and conquer new beast. But I finally have found someone that's worth the daily grind, you know, someone that's worth, um, we can't call it heartache, but we can call it stress ache. You know, we can definitely call it that. Um, so with that being said, I'm learning that making myself attractive definitely helps me attract more. And I think that's the key to strong partnership. You know, validation through other women is a great heat check for me in a sense to seeing that I'm doing my work 
and those results are coming. And at the same time, staying in the relationship shows me that I'm correcting certain behaviors because I'm not 100%. I'm not the best anything. I'm not the most proficient anything, but I see that doing that work and correcting that behavior is so huge. It's so important. Um, just being able to identify my deficiencies because I'm always going to have them. Uh, this isn't an exercise that I'm just doing for a month, a year, a week. This is how I have evolved to live my life. And it's opened up so many doors and opportunities because the next uh, relationship, should it ever come, it's going to be the same pattern. I'm going to you know, grow and I'm going to refine things. And that person's going to tell me about the things that they want me to grow and, and, and refine. It's just a matter of um, which track or which door I open, you know, where I'm going and u- utilizing my skill. So that's definitely how I look at it on Salsen Up. I um, am blessed because the more women that you have in the atmosphere, the, I, for me, absolutely, the more special um, commitment becomes or the singular person that, that I found uh, has become because I know that I might not be comfortable with everything, but I definitely have something in my spirit that has me connected or longing or yearning for them. So good for me. Um, I think it becomes out of bounds as far as saucing up when you uh, cross into physical relationships because there are so many women that are so quick to praise you and tell you about all the great things that you're doing. And I don't think that it's jealousy of the woman that you're, um, you know, uh, growing with, but I definitely think that it's a, a reality, um, you know, so crossing that physical barrier is out of bounds. That's where, you know, I think you lose sauce. I think that yeah. that's yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, when you cross over into that uh, that physical type of relationship outside mm-hmm. your relationship, mm-hmm. is uh, is where you lose points, and um, you lose a lot of points, and um, because one, you you're um, you're is misguided trust now that you've thrown into the pot. Explain that. Um, so the misguided trust is more of like, let's say your partner, let's say, um, let's say you two are working on something, mm-hmm. you know, and you're trying to figure it out. It, you know, doesn't give you the right, you know, to go out there. You have that person still, you know, there's still trust there, even though you're going through something because the situation you're working on, it probably has nothing to do with physical contact or anything like that. It could just be other things far, you know, just other things that come up in relationships, ton of things come up, but let's say it's not physical contact or physical relationships between the two of you. It could be something totally different. And then you take that emotional at, cheating is what you're talking about. Um, now I'm at like inside a relationship. Let's say you're working on, I don't know, um, communication, communication or something like that. That doesn't necessarily. There's like three things that people yeah. work on in relationships. We all work on the same basic three things. Or, uh, yeah. Like finance, I guess. We could say financial. Let's say you have a financial situation. Mm-hmm. Your couple is working on. Right. Okay, it's cool. I mean, y'all going through it. Each person knows what they need to be working on. But if this person takes this, you know, as an out or opportunity to have a physical relationship outside of there, right. their, you know, their relationship, that's where you, you know, you cross that line. 
where it's going to be hard for you to go back on now because you put that tr- distrust in your partner's mind now because they find out like, okay, you're going behind my back and having a physical relationship with someone else because of a financial situation. How do you come back from that? And it's just financial. This is like, you know, and financial. It's just financial. I yeah. Mean, it's, it's just the money piece. But then all of a sudden they start, you know. Turn, one thing turns to another. Yeah. And being that, and that's, and that's why it's important to be very, um, very active in your relationship, very, and like be more, cause like, you know, this in for me personally, like I try to be out, open and out front and try to communicate in different ways. That way that I can honestly say like, look, uh, I'm trying to get you to see things from my point of view with me also seeing things from your point of view, that way that we're not missing signals or not communicating properly. And that's where a lot of this, oh, okay. Somebody might not say something doesn't necessarily mean that they don't care or they're not thinking about it. They just haven't spoken on it and you have to figure out how to get them to speak on it. Without... What if they don't want to speak on it or like, let's look at me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like confrontation. Like, okay. like I'm cool with it. Like if it's necessary or if it's something that I want, selfish, right? But like all the moving around, talking, uh, the, the problems of this, like, Let's let's just you know get on like let me understand what it is that I need to do to fix it, not necessarily what I did wrong, and I think that that's right. I think that's the way men think, uh, where it's just like, yeah. it's not that I'm not remorseful, it's not that I'm being careless, it's not that I'm thoughtless, it's that I want to get that right and I want to con- I want to continue in a straight line yeah. to enjoying Something what I what I like. Right, because usually our, when usually females come home or your yeah. partner, yes, they since come home, they tell you about their day. Mm-hmm. They necessarily don't want us to come up with a solution right, right. away. They want us to support them. Women don't want a solution, and they tell us all the time, "I don't want you to fix. It. I don't. I just right. want you to listen." The guy thing, and it's like you just want me to listen, but you want me to be proficient. It's like I can't do both. If yeah. you if you want me to be that, just tell me what I need to do. And then see it happen. Yeah. And let's not go back to this because that's where my circuits get crossed. And when we go yeah. back and through and over and back and forth, that's when it's just yeah. for failure. A, for a guy, we have that that instinct in us. Like mm-hmm. most females had the maternal instinct. Right. We have an instinct that we have to fix it. Yeah, we have to fix it. Someone tell us a problem, we want to fix it. Right. And so they come to us with the problems. And we're like, oh, and our first instinct is to... This is baby. A, I got you. Let me protect a, you. Yeah. Let me a, profess how special yeah. you are to me. We're gonna do that, and a lot of times they just want us to listen to the problem and let them figure it out. But they want us to be aware of how they feel. I think that's mostly what it is. They want us to be aware of how they feel, and that way, if something does happen, mm-hmm. they you can say that I understand because you told me, and I understand how you feel, and they want us to be on your side. You sound like a better uh, boyfriend than I am, because um, um, I don't. I can't do all that. Well. Oh yeah, I understand what you're saying, baby. Let me like I'm. Mm. Well, <laughs> only reason why I, I care I, very I much, know this but I don't, because I've been I've been told this. Yeah, you know, by my you know by my girlfriend, mm-hmm. and because it's a lot of times she would come home, yeah, and she would tell me about her job, and because it, it got to a point one day, I just like, look, you come home and you tell me about the same job, and I told you how I feel about it. Bro, you gotta say you're tired of hearing. You told her? Yeah. Pretty much. Like, <laughs> you tell me the same thing. I tell you the same thing. And you keep coming home to it. I'm the kind of person, I'm, I'm more results based. And I'm more like, 
either you fix the problem or you don't complain about it type of thing. So, mm-hmm. and my thing was, she wasn't willing to actually fix the problem in the necessary ways that... But that's a woman that you can protect. You can provide her solutions and you can profess how much you care about her. She's accessible to you. Right. I think in my situation, my woman's not accessible. and She's not accessible right now. Um, but that's a good place to be in. That's dope. Right. Um, cause you listen and you guys are exchanging it on the same level. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I, um, yeah. And for me, it was just more of just, just, just taking the time out and whatever the, you know, whatever I was doing and just being like, look, okay. Uh, I'm just going to, if I was watching TV, playing video game on computer, whatever it is that I was doing. Living your life. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I would make that, that, that small sacrifice. And be like, look, I can just do it later. I'm gonna sit here, even if I'm not even engaging in the conversation mm-hmm. that she's having or the story that she's telling about her day or her issues that she's having. Even though if I'm not actively engaging consistently, I will let her know that look, I'm gonna give you my undivided attention, mm. and I'm just gonna sit here, and you're gonna tell me all about your day and how it went. I'm gonna listen to it, and if you don't want a solution, I'm not going to give you a solution. If you want a solution, we can work together on a what solution. What a good options manager you are. Uh, because, I, like I said, after being accused of not listening, accused of not engaging, accused of giving my opinion when it's not wanted, after that happens so many times. That's a, that's a matter of deflection. Women yeah. say that they uh, don't want you to give your opinion. It's like, how... What kind of horrible person are you if you're going to throw something at me or involve me in your situation yes. and then try to uh, subtract me or eliminate you? But that's the pattern, right? That's yeah, and do. that's yeah, and that's that's their makeup. Yep. And then as a guy, that's where these little sacrifices come in at. It's you, a sacrifice because it's yeah. a distraction. Yeah, and it's something that you, <laughs> you tell yourself, I can live without, but what are the consequences that come alone? With being in a relationship and not making those sacrifices, those many sacrifices, because everyone looks to um, the big sacrifices, you know, that that are made. But, okay, but those big ones are made so few and far between. Mm -hmm. And the little ones are the ones that are made every single day. Do you think the men make the little ones every day and the women make the big ones? Or it just depends on your relationship? Um. I would say it depends on the relationship because um, if you're, uh, let's say, you're in a female situation and let's say the guy wants to have a child, mm. but you have a career and you love your career, but you also love this guy and you do want to have a family one day, you're just not sure when. So you have to make that, you know, someone has to make that sacrifice and it could be a toss up, you know, on who's to make sacrifice. Like, is the guy going to make the sacrifice? And not have a child right now, or is a female going to sacrifice part of her career and have a child? So, is it, it, it's like give and take depending upon the situation. But um, so it's, I guess it, it's either way you put it, uh, it'd be unfair to say who who makes the most sacrifices in a relationship because it's just dependent upon the situation surrounding the, the relationship and the couple. Absolutely. But um, I do feel like the small sacrifices are the ones that's overlooked because if you don't do the small things, 
just take those small sacrifices every single day. And um, it, it starts to build up because it becomes consistent. And then one person looks at it like, oh, they don't even care. So when they once they start getting that mindset of this person doesn't even care, then they don't, you know, they stop caring. Meaning mm. that they give up on whatever it is that they're talking about or working on. And that's probably like one of the worst things that can happen that someone else gives up on themselves. I really believe that it's all about the the self-work. I mean, we're talking about the sauce factor. Um, it does so much more for you, bro. Like women can see that your husband ready, husband material, a good look, uh, whatever it is. And they know that they're not misled. They know that they have a finished product that they can continue to customize. And I think that's what makes us more attractive to potential partners. Just in my experience, um, I absolutely uh, love uh, being dynamic in, in that sense because there's so much more in life um, in on this track for, for me. Um, I used to think it was selfish to... Well, I'm only going to, you know, I'm just going to work on me, work on me, work on me. But it's so much more love that comes to you when you do that. When you just work on you, you refine you, your characters together, you have integrity, things flow to you. And that's that's my take on the sauce is uh, I'm thankful um, that, that God has allowed that opportunity for me to have that growth, to experience it and to see it and to keep me encouraged in knowing that I ain't done. I ain't going to be done anytime soon. Um, I think I got another, hopefully, 20 years of solid growth. Maybe I can get 30, and then, uh, you know, it's nothing but living from that point. I mean, the next 30 years, after this next 30 years, it's probably going to be my last 30 years, man. Know. You know, you never know. And, uh, yeah, and I guess, too, I guess <coughs> finish off on, you know, saucing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, me, personally, I'm a big believer in uh, self-growth. Yeah. Self-improvement. I yeah. tell people all the time, if you need space to do self-improvement, I'm going to give it to you because I believe everybody should wake up in the morning with a way to make themselves a better person. Right. And um, even in my own personal life, I tell people all the time, like, I'm trying to get better. I know there's things that I lack personally and emotionally. Uh, and, you know, physically, I, I lack those things. Mm-hmm. And I know that I lack them. So... I tell myself, look, I got to figure out how I'm going to get better at um, becoming a better person. And I tell that to people all the time, even with my uh, previous students. Mm-hmm. I would tell them that all the time when they come to my office. Ask yourself every day, what's going to make you a better person? Right. And like you said, it, it, some, for some people, it might come off as selfish. But at the end of the day, you have to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, you, you can fall into a lot of different um, unwanted, undesirable situations. If you're selfish, you're selfish. Yes, and it's nothing wrong with being selfish. It's, right. it's when you're selfish and you don't care about others, which is self-centered, which yeah. is different. Yeah, but if you're selfish, you're going to be selfish. Right, but you like my thing. I tell people all the time: you can be selfish, mm-hmm. and I tell people all the time: I don't hate rich people. I don't hate people who make a lot of money. You know, I just judge people how they treat others, and that's how we should go about our life like mm-hmm. not because what someone has or don't have is how you treat them 
is more of, okay, how do you treat others? So you can be selfish. You can want to work on yourself because if you don't work on yourself, how can you work with somebody else in a relationship? Because now you're working on yourself, working with somebody else, working with themselves. So if you ain't all the way together, you're like at 25%. You got one way to go, baby. It's like, yeah. And I realized that about myself. Mm. And, and for a lot of people, it comes off maybe as... Um, you can say being selfish or I don't know. It can come off a lot of different ways. When I present the, the idea of me, that, you know, being with my girlfriend for so long and then finally realizing like I need my own space and not in a sense of necessarily leaving a relationship, but right. necessarily of getting space to become a better person for myself and possibly for her. Because my thing is I owe it to myself to be a better person. And if I haven't given myself the time to develop and grow and figure things out, yeah, and I said, I got to be that for myself because at the end of the day, the only person who looks at me in the mirror is myself. And if I'm not happy with what I see, your whole day is flawed. Yeah. And how can somebody else be happy with what they see if I'm not happy? Because, uh, well, we talk about happiness later, but. Well, we're going to talk about that in scenario three. That's our next one. Oh, that's the next one? Yeah. Scenario three is uh, what we titled male indecision. Um, I think that I identify that in my life is deferment. And this is going to be a uh, a pretty good segment, this uh, scenario three, because I know that that's a huge theme in my current relationship. Um, I'm going to let you lead off on it, okay. but I have a tendency to defer, bro. I okay. defer. I, I, I'm not, I know I'm not indecisive because I very much know what I want, what I need, what I think, but I don't like to share my thoughts my needs, right? Um, and, and it's problematic, uh, especially in a relationship with someone who feels grounded uh, in their ability to articulate their needs. I just literally have an issue with it uh, that I'm growing from, unfortunately, because it's out of my comfort zone. But I'm able to exchange and I'm able to to move a little differently, and I'm surviving. You know, right. Yeah, and for me, I, I'm a very um, indecisive, indecisive individual. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it's one of those things that um, I grew up because I find myself in a lot of situations where I always thought I was making the wrong decision. Mm. Not because the result, only because of what I was told. Because I was told I shouldn't do this or I shouldn't do that. And not being told what was actually right and what was actually wrong, just more of trying to figure things out for yourself. And then you're hearing like the the backlash from it. And not and it's not coming from a reliable source that that makes sense. Now that you get older, you realize like, oh, they were telling me that, but they Today's wasn't. St. Patrick's Day. Um, 17. I think it's just today, 17. Tomorrow. Okay. Tomorrow. Sorry, that was random. No, you're good. No, I'm thinking the same thing. But, um, but yeah, because as you're, I guess, uh, from, I guess, I would say middle school to become like, you know, 18, 21, you know, you're looking to others to tell you like, you know, what is the right thing? What is the right thing to do? Is this right? Is this wrong? And me, I was taking my advice from individuals who necessarily did go through things, but at the same time, we're doing the wrong things, if that makes sense. Like, um, let's say I had uncles and stuff who wasn't necessarily like upholding the law. You know, but they did go through things, and I can see their point of view. But at the same time, 
the thing that they were doing and the lifestyle that they were living wasn't necessarily what the makeup of the individual I wanted to be. So for me making decisions going like moving forward, I was like, hold on, is this gonna be the right way to go about this? Or am I gonna go this way by doing this? And even with simple things in life, like, oh, am I gonna, you know, start a podcast or not? Like, I don't know. It's like, do I have the equipment for it? I do. But then I tell myself I don't have the equipment for it. It's kinda like and you you tell yourself these things and you kinda just like Kind of screw yourself up in a sense, like being mm-hmm. an indecisive person, and that's one thing that I've learned that I, I'm trying to work past because um, being indecisive is probably the worst, <coughs> one of the worst feelings ever, especially as an adult. Because I got some perspective on it for sure. Yeah, so I might want to hear those. Yeah, yeah. All right, like, where do I begin? So here, here's my take on male indecision and deferment. I'm going to start by talking about where I'm at, and I'm going to build on it from talking about how I kind of intellectualize it. So myself, I am a deferment guy. I don't like to commit to tracks or thoughts. Um, I like to just be dismissive. And I like to pick it up later or break trend because I know that there's so many options. And I think that's what being a man is all about. If you're if if this thought is linear for you and you're carrying along and you're tracking, my 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 segue is this. As a man who tends to defer. I think that you can go a second trend in your deferment. You can have what I call paralysis of analysis. I think that because we have so many inf- so many options, so much information and so many choices that we can make that it's easy to either be indecisive or to defer. And I I don't think I'm indecisive because I always have if not a, a thought or a want, I have a contingency. So I don't think that I'm indecisive, but I love to defer. Because I want to build more options. If anything, I want to overwhelm myself even more um, to have more uh, information to be paralyzed by. I analyze the analysis and I go that one step deeper and I see that I can uncover more options for myself. So if, again, you're, you're tracking with the thought, if that's linear for you, um, you know, the, the, the options that we have are, are, are of men is just so great that we can we we can either ruin our relationships or our communication with someone by consistently deferring by consistently option building by consistently making things uh deeper than than they could be on the surface hence the title of this uh podcast simple minds strong bodies that's what we mostly superficially want is something that looks good, sounds good, easy to interpret. It's solid, but life is not that. I think that that's where we fail in a lot of senses is wanting things to be microwavable when the process is slow. Right. The iPhone effect. Tell me about the iPhone effect. Okay. So iPhone is uh, very popular, Mm -hmm. very popular. I'm on one right now. Got a couple. 
Yeah. So it's like it's very simple. Mm-hmm. It's um, solid. Right. You know, and like I said, you know, for everything, you know, it's dependable, mm. easy to use, easy to manipulate. You know, easy to manipulate. And you know, you do it gets it gets done what you need for it to get done, and you don't really have to, you know, question the motive of it or anything like that. Because like I said, simple, adorable, dependable. It, it covers all the things. And that's what I call the iPhone fabric. That's what the iPhone does. They don't throw anything at you that you can't use. <laughs> they don't throw anything at you that you don't know how to use. Um, they keep it real simple for you. So if you're an 80 year old and if you're a 12 year old, you can focus. You can, you can still do the same exact thing and get the same results. I think that's how so, women's minds work. Is that they they multitask because they can zoom in on the detail. Right, and men. We analyze. Yeah. We kind dissect. Of like an Android. You, Maybe so. Because with an Android, you can literally go into your phone and Create pretty much options. become a developer yeah. and change your whole entire phone output. And you can make it look like an iPhone mm. for a lot of people. You can maneuver through the whole phone. It looks like an iPhone, but underneath all the skin and all the hardware, it's still an Android. So, and that's where, like you said, a lot of guys come in, like a lot of females from outside to see it. Mm-hmm. It looks like an iPhone. It looks it's simple. Not. But when you start going through it, you start seeing little things that don't look quite right. And then you finally get to the settings and you discover this is an Android. And everything I've been seeing is false or not as it seems to be doing. What a good analogy. So it's kind of like... um so yeah, it's one of those things that I, I try to make things um I guess relatively easy for a lot of different people to understand because um some people are techies, you know. But they're also in relationships <laughs> or also struggling relationships or looking for relationships. So to bring them into this world, I can I try to find different analogies to um bring different people in that have in a similar situation that way they can understand. What I am, my point, I guess, I'm trying to get my point across to everybody. And the best way to do that is try to use um, different analogies, different things that people are interested in. People can relate to. Or familiar with, I guess. You know, um, I just love this scenario because it's definitely one I'm experiencing and growing in. Uh, My deferment. Have you ever had an experience where you could do something, react to something, uh, push an agenda. You just, you could do something, but instead of doing it, you just simply fall back. And I mean, that's, that's been a, a, a source of turmoil in my personal relationship is not wanting to get to the end, maybe in my partner's eyes, because it doesn't make sense to me. Um, like in moments I like to just say, you know what? This is what it is. I want to see organically what you want to do and what you're motivated to do. And sometimes you do have to give them the space to make mistakes yeah. or you have to give them the space to expose themselves uh, as a person that they really are. Oh, yeah. And you that's know? why um, I struggle with that thought of being still in a relationship, mm-hmm. but having separate spaces because my thing is um, necessarily like you that's said. That's how you get out of relationships. Is having your separate space. Um, well, and it wasn't separate meaning like 
we're we're still in a relationship, and she has the um, what's this? She has the the access to come over when you know whenever, but for like personal growth, um, mm. I needed to figure out how life would be, you know, on my own and what I need to do to be a better person because. For an indecisive person, I need to be in a situation where I have to make those decisions and I have to live with those decisions that I make and not let her or give her the power to influence those decisions that I make that has really nothing to do with her personal growth or my personal growth. So if I'm not someone else dictating my personal growth, mm-hmm. then am I really growing or am I growing? No, you're growing. You have a governor. Yeah. And I think that there's positive and negative gov- women. I'm putting on my therapist hat right now, but like, <laughs> but like, uh, it, it, it is. She's your governing body, and you're on the verge of a coup, perhaps, because you do not like the current administration. You resent the incumbency. You want a new party to take over and grow with what you see as. Um, purposeful because right now the way that you're being governed you are going to revolt and uh, just to sum it all up with uh, the political science every government has been overthrown or or, or redrawn regrown uh, in in this democratic republic in this country since 1776 we are the longest standing democracy on the face of the earth we are due Things are going to change. Things are going to be shaken up. I'm not trying to go out in the street and, and, and while out, but we are on borrowed time. And that's just the political scientist in me. Uh, that's what I started my uh, collegiate career, uh, uh, trying to be one of those guys. Yeah, so I, I've, I've grown. I've learned some other things, but it's, 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 it's that same principle. Um, it's the same philosophy. Um, with that being said, talking about governors, I think sometimes you can have um, a relationship or a partner that, I'm going to say the word rule, rules over you a certain way that can reveal things and you can grow from that. And I think that your next destination could be exactly that, Um, getting or connecting with someone that has new ideas, new perspectives that you are just not expecting. And then all the things that you're working on, because we all do our work, is going to shift. It's going to be different. I know that I experienced a divorce. um, Literally, dude, listen to this. I experienced a divorce um, last year. And I know that I separated from my partner um, last year. And literally um, a year to the day uh, of me separating from my ex-wife, someone came into my life who has seemed to be someone really um, important, someone that speaks to my heart very quickly, someone that I value significantly. And I think that that's what all of God's timing is. So to go back to how I started this point, we all do our work. I literally spent one year in the end introspecting, getting closer to God, um, improving myself, changing habits, working on an endless amount of things. And it really means nothing because my work never will end. That's what life is. That's what being a modern man is all about. 
is is constantly growing and consistently growing. Um, and I'm thankful for that experience because I know that that's what brought this person into my orbit or my gravitation is 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 the growth that she doesn't even know about. You feel me? And like I'm going to continue to grow um, under the guise of what you know our interactions detail, but. I hope it's for her, but it could be for someone else. Just like I'm growing her. And unfortunately, I could be making her perfect for someone else. Right. You know? uh, Yeah. And I guess I kind of, in a way, was in that same type of, well, still in in that same type of mindset. Mm -hmm. It was like, I'm making myself better. I'm doing necessary things to, because pretty much what I called was I hit the reset button. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people are afraid to hit the reset button. And it's okay to hit the reset button if what you were trying to do mm-hmm. just isn't working because you're going insane, literally. But you stayed in the same relationship. You yeah. just hit the reset button and yeah. reinvigorate. Yeah. And sometimes you have to reinvent yourself and do things the right way. And like I said, I didn't do things the right way. I can admit to that. I you know, I jumped this relationship pretty fast. Mm-hmm. You know, so How and, long have you been in this relationship? Because I'm about to um, go down this whole... We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna change the focus. How long? Um, it's like on like it's been going on about almost eight years. So you know we lived together for about I would say four of those years. Mm. So so and like I said, we jumped in it real fast and everything like that. And as as I become uh, more um, in tune with myself mm-hmm. um, on a spiritual level and things mm-hmm. like that, I realized that I'm not where I want to be spiritually mm-hmm. and I'm not where I want to be physically or mentally. So I need to put myself in a situation where I can work on all of those things without the other distractions, meaning that can we still be in that relationship? Yes. But if we're both not trying to do the exact same thing, mm-hmm. We can't have the, that that energy mix if that makes sense. I'm not trying to do the exact same. Mm, because I, I I definitely think that um, just through my growth, I'm doing everything that I don't want to do happily. So I think that's interesting that you say that. Um, just from my experience, like I said, being in a relationship with someone who demands that I do. I mean, it's not a it's not a miserable experience, but they demand their comfort level being met too and they don't perceive themselves as a selfish person which i'm not trying to say that they are but i think that's so interesting because you have a partner who oh man we're gonna blow this up bro you have a partner who gives you everything you have a partner literally who will move heaven and earth to please you to make you happy in your maybe not the happiest person about it. And I want to talk about it because this is how I want to wrap up the show. So um, relationships, you know, as a man in a relationship with a woman that wants marriage and you, and we're, you know, talking about this third scenario of male indecision and deferment. What is that like? Um, Having a woman that desires commitment from you and wants partnership with you and wants a, a lifelong relationship with you. And I think that's the only thing that you're not indecisive about. You do not want those things with that person. I mean, like, 
what, I don't think that you may, I think that you may not want the same things. And I think that you may not want those responsibilities. What are your thoughts on that? Um, yeah. So what that is, um, we, yeah, cause we, we've talked about it. We had a um, conversation cause she, she gave me like, uh, <laughs> uh I like call it a floating timeline. Mm, not so, an ultimatum. Not ultimate, like a floating timeline. Or like, oh, if I'm not engaged or married by this age, then probably thirty. Yeah, right now it's probably thirty. And, she, <laughs> and you know, it's more like, oh, well, we're gonna have to figure out how we're gonna go separate ways and everything like that. And I was like, that's fine. I was like, but you know, at that time, I told you that you know I'm working. I gotta work myself, and you know, I actually want to be married. At the same time, I was like, for me, I told her, like, my thing about marriage is like, um, is is I consider marriage to be real serious. Uh, I consider it to be um, a serious, you know, um, union. I guess if you want to call it. Absolutely. So you know, and I like to take things seriously. And my thing is, but my the current mindset that I was previously at, and the one I'm at now, to where I'm not sure what I want. I'm I'm still currently there, so my thing is I can't commit. I, I not that I can't because you can commit to something and not follow through on it. It's more of I won't commit to something, and I'm not 100 percent to if I'm going to be able to follow through on it with that mindset. Because like um like for working out, I was like yeah I can sign a contract at a gym. Right. That's easy. You commit it to it. It's just going to keep charging you until the term is over. Mm-hmm. But wanting to do it is totally different, meaning that, oh, I'm going to show up at least three days a week. I'm going to bust yeah. out three days. Right. It, it's, that's one thing, you know, then it's worth it. But if you're not going to do that, then why why put yourself and someone else through that same nightmare? Because that's what it would turn into. It would, it would turn into a nightmare for both people. And then you're stunting your growth as an individual, trying to get better. You're stunting their growth as an individual and you're taking them down a dark road that they don't have to go down. And I care I care a lot about people and other people's feelings more than I probably care about my own. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of things that I do um, are based around how, how other people feel or how I don't want them to feel, more or less of how I want to feel. And I've been that way pretty much most of my life. I would try not to hurt other people. I would try to do things not to make other people feel a certain type of way. And then I just recently got to the point where it's like, okay, I've been trying to take care of other people's feelings and not actually working on mine. Like, I haven't working on any of my feelings at all towards anything. And that's probably the reason why I'm not in the situation where I want to get married or anything like that. Or I don't find myself as marriage material. Because like I've been focusing so much on other people that I don't even know, I, I you know I don't even know how to um, cry, <laughs> you know. Wow. And, you know, someone's like, hey, can you, you know, like someone asked me the other day, like, hey, if you was to have a child, would you cry and joy or anything like that? I was like, no, I, I probably wouldn't. Not saying I wouldn't be happy or you know joyful or whatever, but I couldn't see myself crying. It's like, well. It's, Something, you know, someone told you that, you know, someone died or something like that. I'm like, yeah, I would be extremely sad, but I couldn't see myself crying or I couldn't see myself showing any type of emotion or anything like that because I've been so focused on trying not to 
hurt other people or make other people feel comfortable that I haven't even worked on myself at all. And a lot of things in relationship is based upon the emotions that you give back. Yeah. And it's been a lot of situations where I haven't given, I have given little to no type of emotional feedback. And it, you know, it rubs people the wrong way, especially while you're in a relationship. And I've been done with that. And I, I'm working on that. And maybe I should go see someone about that. Can we talk uh, about that? Like, yeah. you feel that you need, and, and you, you're maybe entirely right. But, like, but as far as emotional feedback, it's a tool. Um, and I think you're identifying it as a compass to navigate um, through your interpersonal relationships. I think that you're identifying it as a um, a, a bridge to connecting to people. Is that right? Right, exactly. Yeah, because I feel like, um, well, I'm, I guess I'm learning that mm-hmm. emotions, um, everyone has them. Yeah. It's just unlocking them mm-hmm. and using them, like you said, as a bridge to connecting with someone else because I'm pretty much flatlined about almost everything that goes on. Mm-hmm. And then you find yourself in situations where other people are are not. They're not flatlined. They have these emotions and then they connect with people who, who show those type of emotions because it feels more comfortable and it feels like some someone they can express themselves with and be more comfortable around that person. Um... Friends, I'm not saying that she's not comfortable around me, but in a way, I I see that as um, it could be like unfair in a sense that she's showing her emotions, and in return, you know, I'm not able to show my emotions. So, yeah. And it kind of seems like she's outputting more on the emotional side in the relationship than I am, and I and I'm struggling, I guess, with how to pour in that same t- or match that same type of emotion. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for me, like I said, um, it's one of the things I'm, I'm personally trying to work on. It's just one of the things I you know, don't know where to start, but I know that it's a problem. So we can start there, I guess. That's a problem and then figure out how to go on from there. I think that's a huge point of growth, man. Like um, that's a decision that you're making. So um, that's, that's, that's really, really strong. Um, you know, we kind of talked about the whole marriage piece. We talked about um, in, in, in decision, and I, I think that I find myself at a point of deferment to where maybe I don't exchange um, certain things because I'm evolving uh, and I'm growing. And I think that that's the, the key to leveraging this as a strength. Is just seeing what it is that you're really uh, wanting and introspecting on why. Um, so I think that that's, that's how we can unlock the keys to all this different stuff. Um, I know that I was going to kind of end the show just talking about uh, that whole evolution and the products that come from all three of those scenarios. Um, they come from being influenced from outside to saucing up on the inside is you and then our you know d- d- decision making uh that we've identified with indecision and deferment um the things that you are indecisive about uh aren't always the things that you don't want and the things that you defer the, the same way they're not always things that you don't want or things that you're unsure of 
It's just the process that you take. And it actually has a negative connotation. And I think that when you add partners and again, pressurization, it just adds to all of that. So, you know, um, that's, that's what I think, uh, you know, uh, we've identified and I'm just glad we had the good conversation about it. Um, I know that some women can be very sensitive, uh, and, and that's why I defer. Um, I know that a lot of women can be very strong and they mask, you know, um, they mask their sensitivity with their strength and they want to be identified as strong, but everything can be being an issue is definitely uh, being sensitive to those movements, to those things and those items. So, you know, indecision for me, uh, what, what do you experience when you feel, I'm sorry, deferment for me, what do you experience when you feel that you are um, indecisive with a woman that may be sensitive when you can perceive that? Oh boy. All right, yeah. So with being indecisive with a sensitive female, well, uh, it is is real is real difficult because you might say something and you meet a one you know one way, totally different way of what they're thinking. But being that they're so sensitive, they don't they don't get around to seeing it from multiple perspectives because someone who's indecisive, that's like an advantage. But a disadvantage because you see things from multiple perspectives, what makes you indecisive because you're like, oh, if I do it, do this, this might happen. If I do this, this might happen. So you get to see multiple, you know, viewpoints. So you become indecisive, and let's say you don't make a decision or you don't make a comment or something like that. They're gonna look at it and be like, you didn't care or you didn't respond because of. Have you ever had someone try to tell you that you're not a man of your word because you just shut down or you're frustrated or you defer um i've i've been called um i i want to say a man not a man of word necessarily but i've been called um very um very very soft spoken mm-hmm. very soft spoken or very um or someone who doesn't care or more likely um i've been called like someone without confidence and like I said, in this, a lot of it is, I, I could say it's fair, but the ones that I don't um, necessarily agree with is more like the confidence one. And I would say the soft-spoken one because um, a lot of people say, you know, you're soft-spoken because, you know, you're very, you know, even-killed and you're very nonchalant. So like, oh, you're soft-spoken, so no one's going to listen to you. And my thing was like, that's not necessarily true. People don't listen to certain people because of what comes out their mouth. Not necessarily how, but what comes out. Because, mm-hmm. for instance, President Barack Obama, right. he didn't yell at anybody. Nope. He's, you know, he's not going around these tirades and you know on Twitterverse and all that stuff. But he spoke, and people listened because of the things that came out of his mouth. Right. You know, like I said, people understood. People were willing to listen. Now, is there something to say, like, yeah, if you have a... A louder tone or something like that. Yeah, you would get their attention, but for how long? That's the question. You know, where our current president, you're like, oh, he yells and screams. He's very boisterous, and I think that it's he he had leverage very much so in the beginning. I think that's how he won the seat. Yeah. But now that we are being uh, desensitized, yes, to his uh, ways. 
he's losing his effectiveness, oh, yeah. and he's only growing deeper with few fans in his own party. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I then the one uh, confidence. Um, because you're indecisive doesn't mean that you don't have confidence. It just means that you are not making a decision because you just don't know. Yeah, or you're concerned about the consequences. And if you're concerned about consequences, it doesn't mean that you're not confident. It just means that you're worried more about the consequences than anything else. Because you can be confident on either decision that you make. But that confidence goes out the window when you're thinking about the end result. So if I'm going, if I'm dribbling up the court and Mm -hmm. it's five seconds left and I'm thinking, oh, should I pass or should I shoot? But I'm not thinking about actually passing or shooting. I'm thinking about what if I miss? You know, what if I miss? What happens if I miss this shot? Like, because I want decision making is impacted by your lack of confidence. Yeah. So you're like, and I talk to people like, oh, okay, like, okay. So if I'm confident and I make the wrong decision, what happens then? You know, I can say, okay, well, I was confident, but does that help the end situation at the end? What comes at the end? And that's that that area you would never know because some people are like, oh yeah, I look for confidence. You know, and confidence matters. Like you showed me that you were willing to do this. So we right. can we can go from there. And then on the other end it's more like, oh, you made a poor decision. I don't care how confident you were, the decision you made was a very poor decision. So, you know, we're gonna go in a different direction. With a quickness. It's always yeah. expedited decision making <laughs> when it's identified. Right. Yeah. So you so you you're left in that middle ground and like you say it could be that your confidence is swayed because of the in, because of the unknown at the end of that. Or it could just be like, okay, well, I always want to make the right decision no matter what. And I could be confident knowing that I made the right decision, but <coughs> you will never know until you make the decision. So I find myself in that situation where could I work on my uh, being more confident or things like that? I can't. I'm like, because I'm not gonna say I can't because like, can't like, who can't? You know, right? Cause like, who can't? And I know that I have a lot of work to do personally. Mm-hmm. So and that and you know, like I said, and every day I'm learning and learning on things I need to do to be a better person and to break out of that barrier that I'm in and on to the next one. And you know. I think that's a good point to to shut it down. Um, exactly that. Um, I think that we had some really good points, and I'm excited to record the next episode. Um, catch me on. Uh, do you have any social media you want to share? Um, I do. Um, okay, I'll drop mine, and then I'm gonna let my uh, my guest close out with his. You already know you can catch me on Instagram, Twitter, at Chubby Idris Elba. I'm going to try to get this video up live. This is the first uh, episode that we recorded um, with video. So I hope that I wasn't too awkward, Um, but definitely a good conversation. Um, You know, there's just certain things and elements that go along with uh, relationships. And I think that we had a pretty good conversation about them. Um, Yeah. So my Instagram handle is going to be, Edgy underscore everything. Edgy is E T C H I E underscore everything. You can hit me on Instagram and Twitter. Until the next episode, peace.